This is where Kennedy Oaks Day begins. Signal and they're racing in the Oaks. RSM celebrates the day when fashion is the passion and racing rules. Tristana puts her head in front under the whip from Cassidy. She's gone away from La Tristia. Ockle tree late, but it's Tristana's Oaks. Oaks Day starts now with the trainers and track managers reporting in to the first word. And then from nine, the 60-minute Oaks Day panel preview with all the markets and Flemington selections. Miss Finland in front. She's out by two at the 100 metres. Aristia just in front of Graceful Glamour. Lasquity Spirit is still well clear with 100 metres to go. It's time to get Oaks Day underway. Willowy's going to have a go. Do serve. Willowy dive. He's done it, Ollie. He's seventh out. Here's Warren Huntley. Good morning. Welcome to an Oaks Day edition of The First Word. Halfway through the Flemington Carnival, we've had a terrific derby day and we had all sorts of things on Cup Day. We'll catch up with Liam O'Keefe shortly and get an update on how the track's holding together with two meetings down and two to come. Plenty of trainers in this first hour between now and nine o'clock trying to find a winner at Flemington on Oaks Day. Then Dean Lester, David Gately and Jamie Rogers will join me and we'll go through the meeting in detail at Flemington right at 10 o'clock holding over to the spring ticket, Dan Malecki, Matt Stewart and plenty of others. So we've got you covered right through to the start of the races. We've got you covered right through the day here on RSN 927. And let's get the latest now on the track at Flemington with Liam O'Keefe. Good morning, Liam. Morning, Warren. How are you holding together, first of all? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. It's been a been a big week, but the staff have rallied together and working hard and uh, keeping the show on the road. So um, we're on a soft five for today's program. The going stick overall is 9.5. The inside of the straight is 9.7. The outside is 9.3. The shear is 11.9. The running rail's been pushed out into the five-metre position. We've just received 0.2 of a millimetre the last 24 hours, and that's a total of 28.4 millimetres of rain for the last week, and the moisture is sitting at 38%. How does the forecast look for the remainder of the day? It looks OK. Just a, just a light little sprinkle here at the moment, uh, but in saying that the sun's out, so I think we might just get a shower or two leading up to the first, but... The afternoon does look uh, look relatively clear, so um, I think it's going to be a lot better than what we experienced on Derby Day and Cup Day. So, um, yeah, slowly improving as the week goes on. With the weather that we've had and the field sizes, how's the track wearing across and what pattern, if anything, are you seeing in terms of where the wear is? Yeah, so with the rain-affected conditions on, on the first two days, plus the rain during the day, Horses have just edged off the inside and sort of started to use the ground that you'd normally use for the next meeting. So there is a little bit of wear and tear on that inside uh, couple of lanes around the turn and then probably the inside five or six down the straight. So what we did yesterday, Warren, we just gave the inside um, just a roll to flatten out that wear so that we can get um, most of the card out of it today so that it sets us up well for Champions Day. So um, overall, it's, it's raced well, but typical wear when you get rain on race day rain-affected conditions. What's the plan at this stage for the rail for Saturday? Yeah, so I've kept a, a four-metre rail move up my sleeve. That's why I've only gone two and then three metres so that we can get... I want to get all the horses on fresh ground for Champions Day right around that turn. So we'll likely go to eight or nine metres um, following today, but we'll, we'll have a look at it later in the day. And um, all going well, if I can get it out to... Nine, and they stay on the fence for most of the day today. We'll, we'll be on effectively brand-new ground from the 2,000-metre mark right around to the home turn. 
your thought on the way straight races might play today? Yeah, I think they'll be sort of that middle to outside part of the court, just looking for a little bit of fresh ground, um, although they are big fields. So when you get that bigger field full capacity, they do tend to split because if they come up as one bunch, if you go back, you've probably almost got to go too far back. So um, probably splitting, but using more middle to outside, fresher part of the ground. Weather stays fine. Any chance of an upgrade getting into the good range later in the program? Um, look, Possibly, but it, it's probably more on that, you know, mid to softer side of the five. Um, it's it's a little bit of breeze about today, but um, I think it'll be a five for most of the day. Liam, we, we need to get to some trainers and try and find some winners, but wind us back to about this time on Cup Day morning, just the, the events that unfolded and what you've had to go through in terms of some remedial work on the track. Yeah, following, um, following our inspection in the morning, um, we had some, yeah, vandals... Um, break in and then trespass and, and pump some oil or sludge or paint type of material on the track at the 1500 and fortunately where it was it didn't affect us for cup day but um, with mile racing and moving the rail and things like that um, it's going to affect us the next couple of race days so we undertook some remedial works yesterday and, and finished late last night um, deep sod cutting the turf out and fully replace, replacing 120 square metres and Massive team effort. Big shout out to Evergreen Turf. Um, they really, really saved the day for us and came in and we just bandied together and just got the job done. And, and Rob Cram and Matt Holland come and had a little bit of track last night and, and they were happy. And, and yeah, it was a massive effort. But um, yeah, it's pretty disappointing the act that was carried out. But our number one priority is always to safety of horses and riders. And we just had to get in and get the job done and make sure it was safe for today and Saturday. Credit to you and your team and with the support from, from Evergreen. Well done, Liam, and safe racing on a soft five with the rail at five metres for Oaks Day. Thanks, Warren. Favourite for the Oaks is She's Extreme, and Anthony Cummings has been kind enough to join us. Good morning, Anthony. Just might have lost that line there with Anthony. We'll get him back online. Just incredible the work that the, the boys at Flemington have been able to do to get the, the track back up and, and running. And hopefully that uh, that area that they've had to re-patch, so to speak, is no issue. And I'm sure if it's been given the tick by Matty Highland and by Robert Cram and Liam's happy with it, then it'll be fine. Just disappointing that that happened. But I believe that's in the hands of the police at this stage. And we're trying to get Anthony Cummings back. The favourite for the Oaks is She's Extreme. She comes through a, a terrific form line through the Spring Champion Stakes, which produced the Derby. Gwinella here, and Anthony joins us this morning. Good morning, Anthony. Morning, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. More importantly, how's She's Extreme? Uh, yeah, she's fine. Um, had a, uh, arrived on Sunday, settled into Melbourne pretty well. Uh, Tommy Roder in a gallop um, on Tuesday morning. I was really pleased. I mean, she stretched out well, nice relaxed. Finished off uh, as she usually does with plenty in hand, but a nice turn of foot. Uh, what, she goes to the race in great shape. What did you make of the run in the Spring Champion? Uh, I thought she should have won. Gear change from that with some synthetical filler going on. Now, my limited experiences, that can mean a variety of things. It can be almost insignificant or it can be significant. Mm. Can you just take us through what, what this gear change means to She's Extreme? Yeah, just when she came to be uh, getting reshod for this race, the uh, just the inside of her, both front feet had a little bit of wear and tear. Uh, the edges are a bit frayed. Um, and it's, um, I just thought it'd be better to 
fill in the gaps and make sure the shoes are secure. Uh, and uh, that's what all that's about. So there's no big deal there, but uh, just to make sure that the shoes stay where they're supposed to and that she's comfortable in them. In your experience with the change like that and the amount that you've had to work with there, is it affected the horses that, that you've had experience with in the past? Uh, done, done correctly. It makes me go faster than they would have. <laughs> she goes any faster. How hard is she going to beat today? <laughs> well, hopefully she can't be. So, but I mean, I, I've been around long enough to know there's always a way. So you just got to give proper respect to the other guys and do it right, and uh, and you hopefully get the right result. Quite often, it's not the the legitimate staying horse that wins the Oaks, but it's the horse with a, a class edge. And with her performances to date, she may well be that that filly. Is that how you read the the field that she's up against today? Yeah, I think we've always seen you know horses win Oaks or Derbies in the spring that in later life really couldn't get much past a mile. Um, but um, it is about the quality. I think the quality animal, the the, the set weight scale. Uh, helps those that have got a good record, as she does, um, harder for the emerging horses to come along and compete uh, with those. So she goes in there with all the right credentials, uh, the, um, the ability certainly to, to help her carry her past her natural distance, perhaps, if, if it turns out to be short of uh, 2,500. At the 2,500 and from the inside draw, the short run to the first bend there, what, what at this stage is, is the plan in terms of where you'd like her in the run? Well, I mean, she needs to jump a little bit better than she did at Ramwick last time. That was a pretty expensive sort of slow first two or three steps. Um, the, um, but I think with a clean getaway, she's going to hold her spot to the turn. They'll, they'll sort themselves out around her. I expect she'll be second, third set of pairs. I mean, they were, the, the horses in the wake, well, they were quite quick from the barrier. They're running sort of 11s in, the, in that first part of that race. So don't need to be part of that. Um, the, um, let them do their thing, uh, get their spots, and then we can just tuck in behind it. Uh, just need a, a, a touch of luck. Last word with a favourite for the Oaks, even with that remedial synthetic filler going on. Are you as happy as you can be with her going into today? Yes, I am. Good luck, Anthony. Good luck. Good luck. Anthony Cummings with the favourite. She's extreme, trying to tackle... She's extreme, a horse that's been quite busy in the last couple of weeks is Queen Air, trained by Lindsay Smith. Good morning, Lindsay. Morning, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, gee, Queen Air must be a, a tough girl. You, you've elected to back her up again. How did she cope with that run in the Wakeful on Saturday? No, no, she was fine. She's like a one of them wildcat basketballers. She's out and about, and uh, her constitution's obviously very good. Uh, I've sort of taken her on a run-by-run, but she's... She hasn't disappointed, and the, her feet been says that she's ready to go back to the races. What do you look for when you've got a, a three-year-old filly who backed up from Mooney Valley to, to last Saturday, and then obviously now backing up to the Thursday here? What are the little things that you look for that tell you that she's not ready to go to the races? Um, generally, the the first indicator is that the feed bin's always a good a good pointer, and uh, she's kept the weight on her. She weighs us maybe kilo difference from when she went to the races on Saturday. She's been well hydrated, so yeah, I can't, I always try and find a reason not to go when you're having three runs so quickly but uh, at home I used to be able to back them up, but it was uh, like a 40 minute float trip home where this is, uh, as you know it's three and a half hours to get there uh, punters might know you have to be three hours before the race as well, 
so as soon as he raced, we've got a home straight away as much as we could and kept the feed and, uh, as I said, kept her well hydrated and, yeah, she'll be there. You've talked about the, the sand at Warrnambool, the training facilities there. What, what have you actually done with her between Saturday and now? Uh, she had a little bowl around yesterday just to, uh, for the rider, first time a rider been on her since Saturday. So we just want to make sure there was no soreness issues or whatnot and, uh, no, she was fine, but otherwise she spent every day down the beach. So that saves us a bit down here, um, being able to throw in the ocean behind the boat and rush wader. So yeah, you've got all them facilities here what uh, do help when you're trying to execute something like this. Feedback in terms of what you've seen from her and from riders, the step up to 2,500 metres, how do you see that? No, not an issue. Uh, maybe need some air, not about clean air. She might need some clean air, but... Um, no, or indicates what's in the races and what the jockeys have said that uh, no issues with the distance and she did power through the line the other day. I, I know she had a soft run early, but once she got clear clear air, she uh, she did excel to the line. So for each way punters, I'd say uh, she's worth a bet. Obviously, she mightn't have the class of the favourite, but uh, in 2,500, it's, it's an unknown for everybody. She's been quite conservative. Obviously, 25, as you said, is an unknown for, for everybody. But where she might be in the run, do you think she'll be as far back as she's been at, at times previously or could she settle a bit closer? Could well settle closer, but uh, Dean, I spoke to Dean, he, he's uh, sent something through, so we've discussed that. But these things are all open, 2,500. you just got to go there with an open mind because it changes so much. Sometimes there's a lot of speed and then there's none, so... You start trying to tie someone down and they try and ride it exactly how you think. It's a bit hard. Generally, when you've, they've all had a few runs over the journey, you can sort of work everyone's pattern out. But everyone in these sort of races always wants the box seat. So you'll, you'll have four or five heading for that spot. So depending on how she jumps, how some on the inside jump. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is where he gets paid today. How's Tuvalu heading into what it looks a terrific day's racing and a terrific race, the Champion Smile, on Saturday? Yeah, um, exciting to have a horse uh, somewhere in the market against some of them good horses. So um, he'll be in the thorn in the side of some of them. He just puts himself in the race, and he what he'll do is he'll try and beat them. So I can't ask for much more than that. Uh, whether he's good enough, uh, we'll find that out, but uh, he'll think he is. So... Uh, that's the main thing, and he's always very uh, courageous, and I expect nothing more on Saturday than what he'll, what he'll do the same. Good luck today, Lindsay, and looking ahead to Saturday, two key runners in Group 1 races at Flemington. Yeah, giddy up. <laughs> Lindsay Smith there, 18 after 8 on RSN 9 to 7. More trainers, Oaks Day after this. Rating Victoria's Spring Racing Carnival on Kennedy Oaks Day. Racing. This is RSN. Baron Baker's got Renaissance Woman going to the Oaks. Also, War Eternal down here, ran in the Epsom only a couple of runs ago. Good morning to you, Baron. Morning, Warren. How's Renaissance Woman come through that run in the Spring Champion? Yeah, she's in great order. She's uh, travelled down well, seems bright and well. I thought she won a good race there. I'm uh, looking forward to the 2,500 with her. I think she, um, uh, she'll stay all day, so I think that'll definitely be in our favour. 
We've seen her devastating when she was winning the ethereal down here and, and that run in what's been a terrific form race, the spring champion. How do you see the race shaping up for her at 2,500? Yeah, she's in good order. It's uh, it's never an easy race. And obviously, she's extreme. It's going to be awfully hard to beat. She's got the riding on the wall. She's a very, very good filly. Um, and she's the one to beat. But, uh, no, I can't fault Renaissance woman. I think she's going well. I think... She'll, she'll even be a little bit better on, on a slightly better track. She hasn't sort of, uh, pretty much every start she's had has been fairly wet. So I think that that's not a negative at all. What are her best attributes? Oh, just switches off and relaxes. And, uh, and over 2,500, that'll be a big plus. War Eternal, as I referenced, at a, a run in the Epsom going back not that long ago. How has he travelled down here to Melbourne? Yeah, he's fairly laid back customer. He, um, he was pretty good last time. He, he and, and a reasonably strong race in Sydney, but I'm actually looking forward to him getting back on top of the ground. So I think he'll be better suited by that. So just a little bit of cut with him will be ideal. And a slight step up to eighteen hundred metres. How do you see that? Yeah, that's no problems. He, he sort of uh, he ran well down here at Mooney Valley over two thousand uh, in the autumn. So I'm not too worried about that at all. He goes around in race five, obviously, Renaissance Woman in the Oaks. A couple at Hawkesbury today for their Thursday meeting. Deal with me in race four, Soldier of Love in race eight. Your thoughts there? Yeah, Deal with me will be up against it. The Soldier of Love, he's actually found a pretty good race. It just depends which Soldier of Love turns up. Um, and maybe he just wants a little bit of cut now. But on his best form, um, he's sort of in that race is a, a good each way price. Oh, well. Pick of the day, hopefully Renaissance Woman, you think, across the two venues? Yeah, I think so. I think she goes in as a great each-way chance and, and, if nothing else, a super place bit. Good luck today on a track where the family's had terrific success in the past, Bjorn. Good luck with Renaissance Woman in the Oaks. Thanks, Warren. Dave Eustace has had an amazing week. He's been kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Dave. Morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How'd you, you get through all the media commitments and the the day after yesterday? Yeah, not not too bad. Obviously, it's been a yeah, fairly sort of well in thirty six hours, but um, but uh, um, yeah, we've we, we we've come through it okay, and uh, we're ready for today. And a well backed runner to uh, to almost end the day up at. Uh, Bendigo yesterday with Saucy Horsey. So the team's still firing and a big day today. Unfortunately, Greece not getting a run in the last and running by not getting a run in race four. So a few having to stay at home today. But you can tackle the first with Matron, Bullwinkle and Arctica who effectively dominate the market. Your thoughts on their two chances in the first? Yeah, both obviously um, good chances. Arctica's... Um, you know, when at Maui was, was quite impressive and she's still um, sort of showing signs of, of greenness off the bridle as well. We've popped a set of visors on her uh, just to give her a little bit of focus. And um, hopefully that's, you know, the right move. And Mason um, Bullwinkle was a, a really good return uh, with eye-catching at Geelong. And um, we're naturally uh, yeah, appreciated that much trip, so. Going to learn a lot about a number of runners in race two with a, a, a high level of them unraced. What can you tell us about Tabitha Set? She's a, you know, Phillies, you know, she's obviously very forward. 
and um, has done everything after her very professionally. She's, um, yeah, very straightforward filly and has trialled okay. Um, yeah, gut feel is that there might be, you know, one or two in it with, you know, a touch more class, but she'll, she'll handle uh, the occasion very well and be very professional. You've got Bubbly Lass back in winning form in, in race three. Tia Nugent, who's done a terrific job in two Melbourne Cup rides for you. How's Bubbly Lass going into today, first of all? Yeah, very happy with her. Um, team at Cranbourne and uh, led by Lucy, who's done a terrific job to get her back into winning form. Um, you know, this is a, a restricted race, um, which definitely helped her. Again, there might be one or two with a bit more class, but you know, mares in form. Um, if she were to run in the three, that would be a big result. You talk about the, the team effort with winning the Cup and all major races, and T.O. being apprentice to the team, being part of the team, and coming through that apprenticeship to now be a senior rider and have had two rides in the Melbourne Cup and just produce two almost faultless rides. You must be proud of, of what T.O.'s doing as a rider and, and the role that you played in developing T.O. Yeah, we are incredibly proud of him, you know, developed into a you know a fine young man and a, and a and a good rider and and he's as you say given two very cool rides in the in the cup. Um, he hasn't let the occasion um, get the better of him. So you know it is a, it's a credit to him. We're very very proud. Of Race five, you've got right. You are a relatively recent addition to the stable, stepping up in distance and, and second up. How did he come through that first up run? It was good. Um, he's, yeah, he's he's had a had a couple of runs now, and um, you know we've been happy with both of them. And he gets to a, a trip that he can uh, be most effective at. So um, this race has been the plan for a little while. You know, uh, the ground with that just that little bit of ease, and it will suit him as well. So um, I think he can really land a blow today. Yeah. Hopefully I've left the best to last. Zenzella coming through that tough win in what was a high-pressure wakeful on Saturday. First of all, how did she come through that? Assuming it must be good because she's here today, but your take yeah. on how she came through it. Yeah, she has. Um, she really has, uh, I think, come through it as, as well as you could hope. She she genuinely hasn't left a note. Um, she's a very relaxed filly now. Um, she, she sort of could get a little bit warm, but um, she's now yeah, extremely relaxed and, and um, you know, you, you, you never quite know how they're back up and she's only had, um, well, she's, I suppose she's had the three runs now, but, um, you know, the, the sharp turnaround is, is something you just don't know. But see, as, as, as hopeful as you can be, and, um, yeah, we're confident enough that she'll stay. That That is obviously the query as well, but, she had to do it at both ends on Saturday and and was still pretty solid through the line. So uh, she's obviously got a great chance um, if she turns up, you know. When she was identified and joined your stable, was it thought that she might get to the Oaks this early or, or was it a more long-range plan? Has this really come about quite quickly for her and, and she's probably exceeded expectations? Uh, we... You know, she came with a reputation and, and, and a pedigree that suggested that um, she could end up in an Oaks, yes. Um, well, we've had to be patient with her. It's, it's that, um, 
she needed to she needed to um uh she just had to blossom the, the the cold wet sort of winter and spring um to sort of took a its toll on her she hadn't really come in a coat but she sort of really fried the last month is there another option for Greece? Unfortunately, rain-affected tracks and then missing the ballot. Uh, I think a lot of people have been excited or would be excited to see Greece back at the track. Is there another option for her? Yeah, she'll run. or well, She'll probably have to run, wait until Cranbourne and Cup Day. There's a three-year-old 1,200 there. Um, not a stakes race, but you know, she, she just needs to run in a race to get her rating up. Best at Flemington today? Uh, I'll go with Arctic in the first. Arctic race one, number one. What about James on hard heading to, to Hawkesby today? Uh, yeah, he's a horse. He's trialled up well and um, uh, is in good order. So uh, he looks well placed today. Race nine, number three. Dave, uh, congratulations as everybody has been passing on to yourself and the team on an outstanding performance in the Melbourne Cup and good luck on Oaks Day. Thanks, Warren. That's very kind. Thank you. Dave Eustace with plenty of runners today and uh, almost an unstoppable momentum with that team. Kelvin McAvoy's heading to Flemington today and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Kelvin. Good morning, Warren. I've just picked Dave Eustace up in the car as well. So I'm now his driver as well. Great to see the level of cooperation there from the, the co-trainers at, at Ballarat and hopefully uh, make it safely to Flemington today. Volpe Resources, your first runner. Dave's pretty keen on Arctic and might even have one of the main dangers in the first. You've got Volpe Resources. How do you assess her chances? Yeah, she's a, she's, a nice, um, she's a nice horse. We're just a little bit unsure about the trip. She sort of looked to not run out the mile last start, but um, drawn poorly today, she always gets herself back and... She'll be ridden conservative, and I think she's definitely up to this sort of level. Um, just we're sort of still working out her trip. Race two, a number of debutants, so plenty to learn. Your runner Capulet, least got something in her favour. She's by extreme choice. They all seem to be able to gallop. What can you tell us about Capulet? Yeah, she's a very nice filly. Um, been extremely professional all the way through. Um, the trial seven days ago is sort of not your ideal two-year-old preparation we just had to get her ticket so she went there and uh, basically just popped out the gate she's had plenty of experience and um yeah look if she handles the big occasion um we often see horses with race experience uh, this week of the year winning as we saw the other day but she'll um she'll acquit herself well and, and run run nicely i think your other runner and a last start group winner in english riviera goes around in race nine the red roses stakes had she come through that last start win yeah, very, very well. Um, she's trained on nicely. Uh, work's been really good. A uh, little space between runs, but we don't mind that with her. And I think she's drawn drawn well. Uh, there looks plenty of speed, and uh, I was happy to see Greece come out of the race as well. You've saved Coulth for a race on Flemington on Saturday. Is that the plan at this stage? He goes to the 2,000-metre race, race two on Saturday? Yeah, he does. It looked a much better race we accepted for today. Uh, in case he didn't get a run, but luckily we've uh, we've got a start on Sunday, so he'll go around there. Who do you think's your best today? Uh, English Riviera. English Riviera, race nine, number two. Good luck to yourself and, and Dad Tony and the team involved with English Riviera and all your runners at Flemington today, Kelvin. Thanks, Warren. 25 to 9 on RSN 927. More trainers after this break. Celebrating Victoria's Spring Racing Carnival on Kennedy Oaks Day. Right there. This is RSN. 
Number of runners throughout the day for the Robbie Griffiths and Matt de Cox stable. Robbie Griffiths joins us to run through his prospects at Flemington on Oaks Day. We'll get him back. The line's just dropped out there with Robbie, but we will get him back shortly. He's uh, got Hal Vorson going back down the straight in race six. A horse that's got a great affinity with the Flemington track. Celestial Storm goes around in the Ottawa. We'll get his take on Celestial Storm. We'll have Robbie back online shortly to go through the runners and the Melbourne Cup Carnival Country Final. Magical land going around with Lockie King, the team that took out the Cranbourne Cup last year. Robbie joins us again. Good morning, Robbie. Morning, Warren. How are you going? Very well, thank you. Just referencing that you kick off in a race today, Celestial Storms, your runner in the Ottawa race too, a race we're going to learn a lot about these horses, a lot of them on debut and obviously down the straight for the first time. Your thoughts on Celestial Storm? Yeah, she's beautiful filly, super pedigree, had a nice preparation with a jump out at Cranbourne and one at Mowie away from home. Um, you know, unknown down the straight like, like most of the runners, of course, so whether she can adapt is the big question, but um, she's done everything right at home and... Uh, to suggest that she's worthy of uh, having a crack and just seeing whether she can adapt. But she's got talent, there's no doubt about that. And uh, hopefully she doesn't get lost down the straight, which is which is the big question, you know. Is she a, a natural speed type of filly? Or, I know we'll learn about it today. Or is she a horse that's poor, probably more likely to balance up? We think she'll balance up a little bit um, and be strong at the end. That's the impression she gives us. She's got She's got great speed at home, but it's more so once she gets into the uh, into the motion rather than straight off the uh, straight off the starting box. So um, we think that she'll sort of build momentum, which might help her down the straight because hopefully some of the horses that you know have raced at Flemington before, in particular you know the Mick Price runner and so on, or some of the Flemington trained horses might be able to guide her, and that might might assist her. So that's what we're hoping. If she can uh, if she can use some of the other horses to help her, that might give her the uh, opportunity to be competitive. Race four, you've got Berry Bubbly, and she actually produced some encouraging runs against some quality opposition to my eye during this course of the, the preparation. How is she holding together, first of all? She's holding together really well. She's had a you know a, a mixed uh, a mixed campaign with uh, some really good sectional um, data, and yet some unlucky runs with uh, things not going her way. But she's given us some indicators that she could run the fourteen hundred and. Um, this is a, a day that she's finally got a barrier where we can smother her up a little bit and um, hopefully um, we can get to see those good sectionals at the end of this distance. And, um, you know, what we've seen of her at home, we, we think that she's, she's capable of, of achieving achieving a good run at this distance. So hopefully it worked out for her today. Hal Vorson goes down the straight in race six. He, he loves the straight course. Andrew Mellion's got a great affinity with him. He's in to ride him today. I think it might have been Andrew's birthday during the week, so it could be a good celebration all round. And the team involved in Hal Vorson certainly enjoy the celebrations when he wins at Flemington, Robbie. Yeah, well, we won this race with him last year, and um, we're hoping we can do it again. He's in good order. He um, He's had a nice preparation leading into his first up run this time around, and... Uh, he um, he's drawn, you know, whether it's the right side of the track, we'll you know we'll find out. But Andrew knows him really well. He can navigate a a path there, so uh, he's well weighted under the conditions, and he's in good order. So whether he's sharp enough to to match it with, you know, the likes of Zoo style, we'll find out. But he's certainly in the right in the right condition at home. So hopefully he can uh, go do it again this year for us. 
number of preparations that he's had and, and you'd have a great handle on how he compares one preparation to the other. Just as a guide, first up today as to how you've had him previously, how would you how would you compare him? Because we've had to go he doesn't like winter, doesn't like wet tracks and being the wettest year that we've had, we he probably doesn't seem as sharp this year as last year, but that could be just because we've had to prepare him on wet ground. Um I reckon that he's from what Matt and I have seen, he could be not quite as sharp as last year, but not far off the pace either. So we're, very, we're still very, very happy with him, Warren. You know, we'd like to think he'll give us a really good run. The country final, you've got Magical Land, a rich race, and, gee, it's a competitive race, as you would expect for that prize money and the horses having to be informed to qualify. How do you assess Magic Land Race 7 today? We've always had our eye on this race as his grand final, and... Um, you know, we needed to run one, two at Geelong, which we did. In some ways, running second was a bonus for him because he gets into the final um, without the penalty. So he meets uh, uh, Maximus Prime, you know, two kilos better, and he comes off a good barrier draw today. He should get a good run. It's a highly competitive race, as you, as you can imagine. Um, there's a hell of a lot of chances, but our horses are absolutely in fantastic condition. And he gets a good run, you would think, from the draw, and he's he will be well suited to the sixteen hundred. So we think, in a wide open race, he's as good a chance as any, and we're confident he'll give us a great run. In the Group One Oaks, you've got Let's Be Frank, Baby, Lockie King taking the ride there as he does on Magical Land, and she was one of the horses closing off in a high pressure wakeful on Saturday. How did you assess her coming through that run? Well, she bounced out of the run beautifully Sunday morning. Trot it up well, uh, appetite good, um, give us all the indicators that she should line up today, hence the reason she is. Um, we thought had she have taken a better position on Saturday or rolled into the race in the, in the mid-stages, she could have possibly have ran third. Um, but either way, which, or whichever way you look at it, we thought it was a good Oaks trial and uh, albeit a, uh, a great race as it is every year. She's got the pedigree uh, and strength at the end of the race to suggest that she can be in the mix today. Whether it's good enough to win, we'll, we'll find out. But we, she's given us every uh, positive indication that she should line up, and uh, hence she is, and we think that she'll, she'll give us a great run. Favourable draw, is she capable, or is at this stage the plan, depending on the intent of others, to try and settle a bit closer today? I would like to be a little bit closer, definitely. We, we'd like to use our draw um, enough to make sure that we're not too far off the speed like we were the other day. We wanted to be in the middle the other day and we just we just end up sort of uh, too far out the back. Um, so I think that if we can um, if we can end up in the middle, um, you know, today and just not spotting them too far off the pace, you know, in our grand final, we'd, I think that would be an ideal situation for us so that we can... Uh, be in contention on the corner um, so that we give ourselves the winning chance uh, in, in the Oaks. You know, that's the plan. In the last, you've got Entremet, who's returned in winning form, chasing some valuable black type. How do you assess her chances down the straight in race nine? Well, once again, first time down the straight, uh, you would think straight racing would be easy, but a lot of horses you know, don't adapt to it at their first time. Um, so she falls into that category. Um, she's doing everything right. She's um, returned with two really good wins. She's come on from both wins. She looks better again going into today's run. 
Um, she has to because it's, it's a much stronger race. So um, we think she's got the ability to measure up. Um, whether she can adapt to the straight, um, that's, the, that's the key. Um, she's probably drawn an okay barrier for that. Um, so hopefully she can, by the, by the ninth race, we're going to know what the style and pattern is. So that'll help assist our you know, tactics leading into it. Um, we think she's got the ability to, to take that step, so hopefully she can, but she's certainly done everything right at home, Warren. Who do you think's your best today, Robbie? Oh, we like the uh, the proven data around Hal Warson. We think he's rock solid to be a top three finisher, and Magical Land has been primed for this race, so we think they're our, our two best chances, and we're naturally optimistic that the filly in the Oaks has got the pedigree, and her run Saturday was... Uh, was good enough to be in the mix, but certainly Hal Borson and Magical Land have got the data around them for us. King Magnus took out the Cranbourne Cup some 12 months ago. We're about eight days away, nine days away from that race now. How's Cranbourne Cup Day looking for you this year? Uh, might be a little bit quiet at the moment, but we're working on it still, so we'll see what we can, uh, what we, what rabbits we can pull out of the hat. Good luck between now and then, and good luck if you do end up firing some bullets at Cranbourne on Cup Day, Robbie. Terrific, Warren. Thank you. I'm sure Nat Young and Trent Sutton will have some bullets to fire on Cranbourne Cup Day and they've got some to fire between now and then. Nat joins us this morning. Good morning, Nat. Morning. How's Foxy Cleopatra heading into the Oaks today? Yeah, um, yeah, she's really good. I couldn't be more happy with her. Um, got a little bit of blows in the market. Um, I suppose, you know, obviously most people think if they don't run in the wakeful, they're, they're a little bit hard to, you know, back up and, and go into the Oaks. But, look, she's fourth up. She's got She's still got plenty left in the tank and... To work through the week's been um, really impressive. So she's uh, bouncing around and can't really falter. Well, the form through Renaissance Woman held up well in the spring champion. Pavitra then ran well again on, on Saturday. So I suppose the form she's coming through is the right form line. I suppose a little bit out of sight, out of mind might be why the market's disrespecting her a bit. Nat, what have you done with her between runs? Yeah, look, she worked over a really good gallop on Saturday morning. She sort of three-quartered from the mile and... Um, a little, just a little bit of a blow. So I think they would have cleaned her up really nicely, just being the two weeks between runs. And uh, yeah, she's um, just had a little bit of a blowout a couple of days ago. And uh, yeah, she didn't, wouldn't have blown a candle out. So I think that she sort of needed it, um, just being fourth up. You know, if you're a sort of into that fifth up run. So, but she, look, she's bred to get the trip. Um, she's got the class. Well, I think she's got the class. Um, she just needs a little bit of luck from that gate, but. Blake's been uh, pretty confident all the way through in the week and um, hopefully she can just get a really really nice run. We're just probably going to be a little bit back uh, than I'd sort of like from that gate. Um, but look, hopefully uh, with the rail out, um, they're making up a bit of ground from behind today. But she's in, she's in top shape. Shandon Burge, your other runner in the first, uh, almost drawn the, the car park with Damien Oller of a board. Your thoughts on Shandon Burge? Yeah, look, she's second up, and I thought of packing them first up. She was, she, uh, I thought she hit the line really nicely. She was a little bit unlucky for a run there halfway up, and she, um, she looks fantastic. She's all dappled up. Um, she'll love the conditions today, the soft five, and if we do get rain on the day, which uh, it, it sort of didn't worry her too much if we get a bit of rain before that first race. But she's, um, she's very well. She'll, she needs the distance. Um, she's gone well second up before. She's usually wins third up. Um, but we've, you know, we've, we've pressed her a little bit in the last couple of weeks, so she's good enough, good enough for that for sure. Good luck today, Nat, in particular with Foxy Cleopatra in the Oaks. 
great. Thank you. 11 and 9 on RSN 927. More of the first word after this. Celebrating Victoria's Spring Racing Carnival on Kennedy Oaks Day. Racing. This is RSN. Number of runners for the Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. stable across Oaks Day, and Michael Kent Jr. has joined us this morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Warren. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. How's the day dawn for you? Oh, it's been a typically wet start to the morning, but the sun's out as we speak, so I hope it's a nice day. Any tick over work for I'm Thunderstruck this morning? Yeah, you had a little um, little even time gallop with Matthew Chabwick on board, and uh, we're delighted with the horse. He just he couldn't be going any better. So, um, yeah. Animo's drawn a perfect draw again, which will make it tough for us, but it'll be one hell of a race, that's for sure. It's going to be a fantastic day, and, and that race, one of many highlights. Today kicks off with, I'm going to say Taliqua, I think that's how you pronounce it, I always get it wrong. Race one, number 12, getting away from the synthetic track at Pakenham. How is she today? No, that was pretty right, Taliqua. Um, look, she's, uh, she's a nice, talented mare by Tarzino, and um, she's been in two slowly run miles and got back and ran on. Um, she's a mare that can take a spot. I'd hope from a bit of draw she'd be a bit handier. She's got blinkers first time, so just watch for that. They can dwell first time blinkers, but uh, she's very capable in a race like this. I would say soft, as wet as she wants it. She hates um, hates you know, really bad ground. So, look, she's a she's a nice each way chance in an even race. Race two, you've got Charmstone, who's got the race experience and straight track experience, and Smicy Margs, who's on debut. How's Charmstone come through that run down the straight on debut? Yeah, well, she's come on a lot, um, especially mentally. She's a beautiful, big, strong filly, indicated by the price um, Deanna's paid for her. Uh, but she didn't have anything go her way leading into her first run. Uh, she misbehaved at her first jump out. So we had to trial her on the Monday before the Saturday, which is never ideal. And so I think she did a good job. Uh, but we've since been able to give her a week in the paddock and a trial in between, which um, she was very good. She chased hard and um, nailed uh, Allstruck on the line, and obviously she ran third on Tuesday. So I think um, she comes here having had a perfect four weeks between runs and is um, you know the race experience is so invaluable for these fillies. How about Spicy Marks from the inside draw? What can you tell us about her? Well, she's owned by 67 females, so the uh, roof will go off if this one wins. Um, she is a very fast filly. Um, she flies the gates and has got brilliant speed. She's only had two jump outs over 650. Uh, we've kept her short and sharp and fresh, and um, I think she'll be in front for a long way, just if, you know, if she could hold on. Um, barrier one is not ideal. Mick and I think just an awkward barrier when you've got a lot of pace. Um, we'd prefer to be drawn a little bit out. Means she to work a bit harder than she probably wants to, but um, she's there in great order, and uh, I think she'll win a great race. Race four, Hellhound gets out to fourteen hundred metres third up. Has she come through her first couple of runs? Yeah, she's um, been looking for this trip. I think um, drawn a nice gate. Uh, she was just on the edge of them in a very strong Group Three last start, uh, so up in trip suits, and she had a little try in between a ticker over. Um, so happy with her. Uh, needs to go and do it now. Um, she's had a perfect preparation, and uh, I'd hope that um, you know over that trip she travels a bit handier. And yeah, she's a nice each way chance. Race five, fifth position. Who's uh, always going to be a striking looking galloper in the mounting yard? He might be hard to get the best out of. I reckon if anyone gets the best out of him, it's, it's Damien Oliver. How do you assess him today? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, Ollie rides him really well. He's a horse you can't expose till very late, and we saw him here four runs ago at Flemington when. 
Ollie did just that. He just uh, timed his run to perfection. So we've drawn to get a similar type run, barrier four of uh, 11 now with plenty of scratchings. Uh, he loves soft ground. And um, whilst he's had a long prep, we've kept him fresh with some cross-country cross work in between. So uh, he's there in good order. Um, if you want to bet him, uh, you know, from a trainer's point of view, he's, uh, he's going great. Uh, he's just a very hard, hard horse to catch. Yeah, he does have a buyer beware uh, sticker on him, yeah, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's fair. We've, we've got a history with him. We know that. What about oh, I'm loving you, freshened up in the last? Yeah, well, this is the form I was speaking about with um, Hellhound. These fillies, I mean, there's, um, there's so much depth to them at the moment. Uh, you can probably you probably back 10 horses in this race and still not find the winner. So she's, um, she's going really well. She's been freshened up. That night, the valley, when it was on pace, rails bias, she had no joy. She was three wide the entire and had to capitulate. But she had um, 10 days in the paddock. She trialled very well um, last Monday. And Look, she's here in We Can't Have It Going Much Better. Um, just up to her. She has won down the straight from one start in the Talendert last autumn. Um, I think she's drawn a good gate. Sort of, um, there's plenty of pace on. and I, I would imagine the race changes complexion at the 200-metre mark. And she'll be charging home just... Um, Hopefully she's good enough, but it's a very difficult race. Who do you think's your best today, Michael? Um, I, I thought Charmstone was our best chance today, um, and I wouldn't discount uh, Spicy Margs. And, and then I thought Talika would uh, do something with the blinkers on today first time. Best of luck today and leading into the rematch of I'm Thunderstruck and Animo at Flemington on Saturday. OK, thank you. Bye. Nathan Dunn's been able to get a couple of runners into the Rich Carvinoville Country Cup final today. That's a great achievement in itself, and he joins us this morning. First of all, congratulations on getting Corona Ladd and Vasmi into the final, Nathan. Good morning, Warren. Thanks very much. How do you line them up today? Uh, I'm very pleased with um, both the horses and the order they, they pre- they'll present um, today at the races. Uh, Vasmi second up. Um, so second up going to the mile will be a little bit of a task, but with an improving track on a soft five will make that task a little bit easier. And Corona Lads had a very good grounding um, stepping out to the mile. Tactically, how do you see the race for both runners? Uh, Vasmi's, you know, got that bold front-running style. Um, I won't alter that too much, uh, but I'll just have to see the way the the track's racing and, you know, I've got the beauty of watching a few races and seeing if there's any type of bias and, you know, walk the track a few times um, and then come up with a bit of a plan. There's a couple of horses that go forward. Uh, if they go stupid, we'll probably let them go. Um, and if, if they try and steady it up and give them a chance to, to run out a mile, um, we'll, we'll take it up and uh, make sure it's a genuinely run race. Corona lad, you've just put a, a gear change with a crossover nose band going on. You're known as a, a terrific horseman, horse breaker, horse trainer, jumps jockey. Just take us through the logic with the, the crossover going on, Corona lad. I just, uh, he is a soft pallet horse. Um, he, he has um, flipped his soft pallet on me a couple of times uh, at track work. Um, he's always done that um, all through his career. He's always been a tongue-tie horse. Um, but... Uh, Blake said he just gassed out on him about 50 from home at um, Caulfield. You know, he kicked two in front and had it all stitched up. Um, but, yeah, it was just gassed out on him on the, at the 50-metre mark. And it's just me uh, being a bit proactive, uh, you know, watching the run uh, and watching the horse's recovery. I don't suspect it was 
a soft pellet issue. I think it was more so the track conditions, and he was probably presented a little bit early. Um, you know, nothing really took him into the race, and Blake pushed the button, and he just pushed, put two on him and, and just gave them something to chase down. Um, but it's just me being proactive in case it was the soft pellet. Um, I'm just making sure that doesn't happen again by going the crossover and tongue-tie. Best of luck today with a couple of horses in a rich race, Nathan, and congratulations for, for qualifying them. Best of luck and uh, hope they can bring home a decent check for connections in the stable. Good man, Warren. Thanks very much. Have a good day. It's just gone 9 o'clock on RSN 927. Sean Cosgrove will check the scratchings at Flemington for Oaks Day, then the news, then the panel will assemble. Showery, rail out five, the entire circuit, soft five, total of 31, a lot of these simply emergencies, race one. 10, Ellen's Licence, 13, Think I'm Famous, 15, Street Delight, and 18, Tempest Charm. 10, 13, 15, 18. Second event emergency, 17 through to 20, Zasuko, Feroshi, Remedies and Neutralism, 17, 18, 19, 20. Third event, five, Fortunate Kiss, number five. The fourth, eight Bonheur, 18 Street Gossip, 19 Sweetened, 20 Running By, 8, 18, 19, 20. Race five, one Bartholomew Dennis, two Sir Davy, five Adelaide Ace, six Sir Simon, 16 Glory Bound, 17 We Take Manhattan, 18 Coolth and 19 Rousseau. One, two, five, six, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Race six, nine, he's a bolter and twelve taunting, nine and twelve. Seventh event, fifteen tycoon beck, seventeen drop the mic, nineteen flash feeling, and twenty our lone star, fifteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty. And race eight is clear, race nine, seventeen through to twenty emergencies, red card, grease, magic time, topic coney, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. There are no late scratching.